spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, man. Remember Joe Falacci? We talked to him the other I day. I do. We went and saw him. So he's in downtown Phoenix. He's got the old station subs. It's right next to the zone. He says it's a mess. It's really, really bad, you know, because my customers sit out the back porch there and they're eating and people are doing all sorts of weird things. What are they doing, Joe? They're defecating. They're peeing. There's a lot of screaming. A lot of uh, yelling, a lot, and there's occasional fights and occasional clothes being taken off. So uh, we went down yesterday to see what the homeless encampment was like. It was really sad and yeah. horrifying. We did go and visit Joe, bought some some lunch. He's terrific. His wife, Debbie's fantastic. Uh, he said that uh, an Arizona state senator stopped by. And, uh, you know, you, you and I were like, well, why don't, why don't we call her? Maybe she wants to do something and, and help. So joining us now, uh, Arizona State Senator uh, Catherine Miranda. Very nice to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. So you went down to see uh, Joe. Uh, Chad and I went down to see Joe. Um, can you help him? Because uh, it's a mess down there. You know that. It is. It is. And I'm doing my best to help him. I stopped by there again this morning just to give him an update. Um, my attention was caught by reading the recent article from the New uh, New York Times. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I became concerned. The zone is in my district. And and I know businesses are being affected. And, and the bottom line is, is we need we're in a crisis and we need to help these people, both the homeless the unsheltered, the placeless. I mean, there's so many different words that are flying around this legislature now to describe them and and to also help the businesses. So when I met with them, I, I just introduced myself and asked them, how can I help? And to my surprise, I guess I am the only uh, elected official that has ever visited him to ask him if he needs help. And I, I did admit to him, shame on me for not visiting sooner because I have served here four years in the House, four years in the Senate, and and then I took five years off um, just with different clarity this time, and my priority is to to tackle this crisis. So, um, so I gave an... I, real, real quick, go ahead. Hey, listen, I'm glad that you're, you want to help him, and I'm happy about that, but if the zone mm-hmm. is in your district, why did it take a New York Times article for you to kind of realize what's going on down there? No, I realized it long before the article. Uh, the the article prompted me to go introduce myself to him. Um, I didn't know his story okay. until I read the article. And uh, what I'm doing now with the update, I did meet with the city, the, sig- the city of leagues and towns, um, and the homeless staff there at the city. And my ask of them is to just help clear out 13th and well, 12th and 13th Avenue and the perimeter around his restaurant, but not place them on 10th and 11th Avenue, but to help me get them sheltered. Hmm. And yeah. so the discussion evidently happened today. I haven't heard the, the outcome of the meeting, and there's going to be another meeting with that ask of mine tomorrow. Talking to uh, Catherine Miranda, Arizona State Senator, uh, you know, there's a difference between the people who need a hand up, you know this, and the people that are 
well, they're mentally ill, they're addicted, they're not going to follow rules, they don't want to be inside right. of a place. What is the plan for them? Because when we talk about the the issues at hand with the unhoused, the the fact is is these this is a different world, and and these are people right. living in tents, and they're on drugs, and they're mentally ill. That that mm-hmm. is a much different thing than trying to find somebody a home that they're even going to stay in. Right, right, and that's the education I'm trying to. Uh help my legislators here understand that it is a disease, it is a sickness, and this crisis, there's so many different reasons why people are homeless. And it's it's a big system that I want to, uh, I want to create an effective system with no gaps. And that entails services for every reason why people are homeless. They're not ready to hear that idea. I did I did present it to them, and it is going to cost a lot of money. And my question to them now is, do we have the political will to tackle this crisis? I mean, we are just a couple of blocks away from homeless people. These are human beings suffering. And, yes, you're right. It is a violent uh, uh, scenario when, you, when you're on drugs or on alcohol, there is violence, there is mental issues. And we can't stop right there because of that. And talking to my legislators here, I tell them, you don't take it personal. Let's get to the root causes of, of this problem. Go out and visit them, sit in a tent with them like I have. Um, you, you sat in a tent with them? Absolutely. Tell, tell us what I, I, we we went down yesterday. Uh, State Senator Catherine Miranda's joined us. We went down yesterday, and it was it mm-hmm. was really hard to watch. I mean, these folks right. are their eyes are are dead, and they're kind of you know they're kind of walking around shuffling like zombies. And right, so you, right. tell us your tell us your experience of sitting in a tent down there. This is always emotional for me. I I met Edgar, and I had some food. Because this is my in the meantime. These people can't wait for my legislation. It's like, what do we do in the meantime? So what I do is I go visit. And, and, and I can't pass a homeless person anymore. I, I'll give them something. I'll talk with them. Um, well, let's get to Edgar. Okay. I approached him. I had food, and he was sleeping. And I just tapped him, and I said, sir, are you okay? He turns around, and he had pus dripping out of his eyeballs like all over his face and he's wiping it wiping it and he apologizes to me he says i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and and i said no i'm sorry you don't have to be sorry and i just asked him if i asked him if he was hungry and and he just kept apologizing. These people should not have to apologize to us. I apologize to him. But that's my Edgar story. There's another story with Tony. I was pumping my gas down the street, and this young man approached me and asked me if if, um, if I can give him some food. And I told him, give me a couple minutes. I'll, I'll get you some food. Just meet me at the block wall over there. And I went in the store, bought him a couple hot dogs and a couple bags of chips and a few drinks. And I had it in a big bag and I gave it to him. And I asked him his name and he said, Tony. And I said, okay, Tony, just take care of yourself out there. Here's some food. 
and that was it. It was a few weeks later, I was at the same gas station and here he comes. And I, I said to myself, oh, here comes Tony. He approaches me and he says the same thing, ma'am, do you have any food? And I said, Tony, how are you? The look and the shock in his face was, it's, it's just ingrained in my head now. He just put up his hands and he started turning around and he kept repeating. She said my name, she said my name. I mean, this is a human being that has not heard his name from another human being. That was his food that day. He didn't even insist on his ask of food. That was his food, just to be recognized as a human being. You acknowledged him. Exactly. Yeah. Well, do and it, that's all a lot of them need is just to be acknowledged, to be reminded that they are a human being, just like we are. Will you just do us a favor? Let us know how it's going um, when you talk to uh, your your representatives on, on your side of the aisle, the other side of the aisle. And, and mm-hmm. if we can keep in touch, that would be great because, you know, we'd like to see something done and you're trying to get something done. And uh, we thank you for joining us. And it's a good first step. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Arizona State Senator Catherine Miranda. Um, you know, man, those are tough stories, dude. Why don't we do this? It's time for five spot. Okay. Uh, We were originally going to do something else. Why don't we continue on this? Okay. So State Senator Miranda, her two interactions with homeless people, Edgar and Tony. Call us if you've had an interaction with a homeless person. Maybe it was giving them food. Maybe it was just acknowledging them. Uh, Maybe it's, you know, on your ride to work, you see the same person every day. Um, Have you ever had an an interaction with someone who is homeless? 602-277-KTAR. What did you do? Who was it? 602-277-KTAR. Five spot next. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. All right, let's put you on the spot about a new star everybody's talking about. Chad and I and the team went down to the homeless encampment yesterday. It was really eye-opening and horrifying. We just got off the phone with a state senator here in Arizona. Uh, she sat in one of those tents uh, on the sidewalk, told us some stories. We're asking you um, your your story of an interaction w- with a homeless person. Listen, it could be positive. It could be negative. Negative. I think that we're starting to have these interactions more. So let's see what we've got, Chad. Uh, let's go to Christy in Phoenix. Christy, tell us about your interaction with a homeless person. So my husband and I walk every morning. We started during COVID um, and we walk around downtown Phoenix a couple of miles. And so we tend to run into the same homeless people um, because of where we walk. It's, there's a lot of homeless people. And there was one lady that we consistently saw every day, um, almost in the same place. And so at one point, um, because she always said hello to me, and I said hello to her, I asked her her name, and her name was Candy. And it was kind of the same experience that, like, the senator was talking about, where you acknowledge someone with their name and their humanity. So anyway, that was my experience. We saw her several times. I would say hi to her if we had been like out of town and I hadn't seen her for a couple days she would ask where we had been 
Then we stopped seeing her, um, and then um, the next time we saw her, it was in a little bit of a different area, and um, she was obviously under the influence. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my tough. Injury. Oh, yeah. So, well, I appreciate your call there. Wendy in Chandler, tell us about your experience uh, with a homeless person. Hi there. Well, I work at the bu- a building on 1110 West Washington. I work for the state of Arizona, and I take the commuter bus sometimes, and my bus stop is 11th Avenue in Jefferson. Oh, boy. So walking, um, I've since discontinued doing that because walking over there one day, and I, the homeless people are usually very friendly. They're very nice. But there's a couple there that was definitely under the influence, and they had a whole bunch of food, and the man was throwing food, and I had my back the head by some cold cuts. So I turned around. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. He, you, you broke up. You, you got, got hit, hit in the, the head? head with cold oh. cuts? It was cold cuts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry about that. That's okay. And um, and uh, I turned around and looked as I was like, oh, what? And he got angry with me and started calling me a bunch of names. And then I just thought, just keep looking straight ahead. Just keep looking straight ahead. And the next thing, over the top of my head, it was just crazy. The bus pulled up. It wasn't even my bus. I jumped on. And because the next thing I heard after the branch dressing was a taser. Okay. Oh my so God. it sounds like she got attacked. Yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, time for one more. Chat, uh, Eric in Gilbert. Eric, uh, tell us about your experience with the homeless. Yeah. So um, actually, yesterday I was out and about with my job. Um, I actually just moved to Gilbert about a year ago. So I haven't seen a whole lot of this that came from Iowa. Uh, but there's definitely a problem down here uh, with the homeless population. And uh, I was listening to the senator, definitely um, something that we need to address. You know, she got me choked up, tears in my eyes. I've had drug problems in the past, so I have feelings for for these people about, um, you know, what they're, what they're going through. And luckily I got away with it from that. But yesterday I, I saw this guy digging through the trash. He pulled out uh, a half uh, a bottle of some drink or something like that, and I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. I, I said, I, I got to go over there and do something. So I went over and I said, hey, man, you know, can I get you something to drink or something to eat and drink? And he said, yeah. And so I brought him in the gas station, got him some food and drink. And, uh, you know, he seemed to be appreciative and he was on his way. So right on. Interesting. Thanks so much. And Eric has had problems with drugs. And I don't know if he was homeless, but he might know a little bit about what the gentleman yeah. was going through. Yeah, I mean, we're going to hear interactions that are, uh, that are you know, they're kind or they're they're not. Yeah. Uh, and it's a dangerous place. Be- why? Because two people have been killed down there the last two out of three days. And so the zone is a dangerous place. And uh, these representatives have got to do something. All right, coming up next. Hobbs, our governor, uh, not required to carry out the execution of Aaron Gunches, who killed Ted Price in 2002. Um, You're going to hear from Ted Price's daughter. She's not happy. She shouldn't be happy. Next. It's the Gators and Chad Show. Uh, For the life of me, I can't understand why our governor is helping to keep a murderer alive. Supposed to have an execution on April 6th. Uh, Working harder for the killers than the people who've suffered at the hands of them. Something named Aaron Gunches. Uh, he's been in jail a long time. He killed a man named Ted Price. He was just on TV here on uh, Fox 10, and I thought, man, that guy's straight out of central casting. Yeah. So it happened in 2002. 
Uh, and yesterday we had the Arizona State uh, Supreme Court say uh, the governor doesn't have to do anything here. Yeah. Doesn't have, doesn't have to follow the execution rule. Okay. Well, that stinks. What if you're what if you're uh, the daughter of Ted Price? Well, we spoke to Brittany Price. Uh, her father was killed by this man. She's going to talk to the governor here in a second. But listen to my first question. Let's say that uh, Aaron Gunches was to be put to death on April sixth. Mm-hmm. Would it make you feel better? Would it closure? Would it would it be closure? I feel like it's not so much closure. I feel like my family and I are just done talking about it, and the minute. That execution is, you know, processed and he's just gone. This just ends. It doesn't have to be brought up, you know, a year or two from now, because now I feel like with the governor putting executions on hold, we're going to be back here when she's not the governor anymore. If it, you know, if nothing happens and if if we can't get what we want. Brittany Price is our guest, uh, daughter of Ted Price, who was killed uh, by a man on death row in uh, in 2002. How's your brother feeling about all this right now? He is completely over it because it's been such a roller coaster. Like, I try to give him information when I know it's solid because it's just, it's too much. And I'm very protective. I'm the older one, so I've been protective of him since, you know, our father's life has been taken. Um, So he's just, he's over it, and he just, you know, he just wants it to be done. Hey, Brittany, talk to Governor Hobbs right now. Believe me, they're listening. Uh, What do you want to tell her? I don't know, I just like would like to, you know, tell her that, you know, it's it, what she's doing is extremely like emotionally traumatizing to my family. I mean, we, you know, we've waited this long. We've been patient, like my Aunt Karen said in her last interview with you. You know, we didn't make us think about it. And, you know, we didn't want to go down without a fight because we shouldn't have to be fighting for something that he was sentenced twice. And he wants it. He He requested it. All right, that's a portion of our interview with uh, Brittany Price, who's very brave to come on. I mean, she was 16 years old when her father was killed by this horror of an individual who's still on death row and is not going to be executed April 6th. I mean, she's just gone through hell. Her family's gone through hell. We talked to Ted Price's sister last week, Karen. Now we brought his daughter on. uh, And you know what? It, It comes down to why do you care more about a murderer's feelings yeah. Then then the victim's families. And I'm not understanding it at all. It ticks me off. Uh, I think that this family should have some peace some, and yeah, relief. Some peace, some closure. Just to get it, you know, it's, uh, uh, I again, the frustration is through the roof. And I just feel like this this governor became an activist. And the, the, the fact that it just... I, I know it's all it's about well it's about the medicine and then it's about the the we who, who's it? administrating it it's, no. it's, it's it's and I can guarantee it whether we were hanging them whether we were was a firing squad there would be something yeah do the investigation quickly yeah and let's move they're going to drag this on for anybody get executed this year in Arizona yes or no no I don't think so no. either I don't I don't think while she's if she can while she's governor I don't think anybody's getting executed. That's, I hope that's not the case. And then if the new governor comes in, there might be a it might be a big day. <laughs> well, that's four years away, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, earlier today, uh, if uh, you were out playing golf in Scottsdale, you had to watch out for the plane that landed on the golf course. Yeah, that's how that's how hard I hit the ball. I bring <laughs> right? it was a it was a glider. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. It's like a, so yeah. I didn't want to say it was like a, a yeah. 
I, yes. should, I guess I should I should be a little bit more. Yeah, it's a it glider. It, it came down plane with Scottsdale yeah. landed. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> looks like everybody's okay. Right. Uh, landed in between. It was on the Troon Golf Course. Landed in between the uh, the bunkers there. Okay. Uh, and uh, you See, know, I'm seeing a staunchy at golf club. So uh, I don't know if that's that's kind of like that's Troon. Yeah, so okay. it's not your golf course. Okay. So it's like the Troon course. So it looks like yeah, it's a nice little glider. Didn't do any damage, mm-hmm. right? You know, landed there, and that's what you get for flying around in the plane with no engine. <laughs> what do you mean he fell? Yeah. So nobody was hurt. Uh, well, why did they land there? I still can't well, figure it's, out. It's soft. No, no, no. What was the reason that the that they landed well, there? Did they have, did, was there a problem? Did a wing? There fall must have off? been something. There must have been. Although it's it's they're showing a bit of a. Some of it. It looks like there's a wing missing or no. over to the side. Oh, so a piece did break maybe, off. Maybe, maybe. Okay. You know, but uh, they look like they landed quite okay. And yeah. uh, that's, uh, you know, there you go. The I plane- mean, no entries reported whatsoever. Uh, NTSB and FAA were notified. And they'll be investigating the crash landing. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, again, nobody was hurt and the golfers played through. Golfers aren't stopping that. They did not play. Through. I pay a lot of money to golf out there. I'm not stopping playing that. I want a free round of golf. I think you can get a free round of golf. But you got a great story. Hey, you uh, got a great story. I was out playing golf, and guess what? Yeah. My ball hit a plane. Yeah. Let's see here, man. I wonder what Just it saying. is. Yeah. I mean, look at that. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. What's gorgeous? Uh, the the plane? Yeah, the golf club. Oh, the golf, yeah. the golf course. Okay. Well, nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody stopped playing. No. And you could always take a mulligan. Hey, man, <laughs> I was getting ready to hit before the plane landed. <laughs> the beer cart was still, you know, roaming around that's the golf right. course. It was all good. But that's what happens in Scottsdale. You got to be careful of those planes landing right in the middle. Coming up next. All right. We've told you about the homeless problem, the encampment in downtown Phoenix. We were there yesterday. Uh, there was a murder there last night. Uh, we've got an Arizona state senator who wants to fix the zone. Can she? Stick around. All right, uh, the homeless encampment in downtown Phoenix. Uh, Chad, I just want you to know, when we visited Wednesday, that was in between murders. Yeah. So on Tuesday, there was a body that was being burned. It was a burning body in a dumpster. Uh, That is not the fetus that was burning near a dumpster. That was a couple months ago. This was another body that was burning inside a dumpster. We went down to take a look on Wednesday. Uh, it's uh, it's terrible. Um, it is. It's a well. Again, it's a place where you've got bad situations going down. You've got crime. You've got. Uh, I mean, we've talked about the fact that there are homeless gangs that make other people rent their area and space uh, for their uh, what's it called for the just like, where they're going to put their tents. Yeah, yeah. Because like a corner, a corner of the sidewalk is the best. Yeah. And they make you they make you give something for it. I don't know what it is. But so a murder down there Tuesday, a murder last night, a woman was shot and killed. Wednesday, you and I went down there. Um we also went to uh see our friend Joe, who runs the the old sandwich shop. Falachi. And he's got a lot of homeless people around him. He's like, Listen, is anybody gonna help me? Well, uh, an Arizona state senator says she wants to help, Catherine Miranda. So we spoke to her earlier today, and she tells us about two men she met that were homeless. Take a listen. Well, let's get to Ed here. I approached him. I had food and he was sleeping and I just tapped him and I said, sir, are you okay? He turns around and he had pus 
dripping out of his eyeballs, like all over his face. And he's wiping it, wiping it. And he apologizes to me. He says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And and I said, no, I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. And I just asked him if he... him if he was hungry and and he just kept apologizing these people should not have to apologize to us i apologize to him but that's my edgar story there's another story with tony i was pumping my gas down the street and this young man approached me and asked me if if um if I can give him some food and I told him give me a couple minutes I'll, I'll get you some food just meet me at the block wall over there and I went in the store bought him a couple hot dogs and a couple bags of chips and a few drinks and I had it in a big bag and I gave it to him and I asked him his name and he said Tony and I said okay Tony just take care of yourself out there here's some food and that was it it was a few weeks later, I was at the same gas station, and here he comes. And I, I said to myself, oh, here comes Tony. He approaches me, and he says the same thing. Ma'am, do you have any food? And I said, Tony, how are you? The look and the shock in his face was, it's, it's just ingrained in my head now. He just put up his hands, and he started turning around, and he kept repeating. She said my name. She said my name. I mean, this is a human being that has not heard his name from another human being. Wow. That was his food that day. He didn't even insist on his ask of food. That was his food, just to be recognized as a human being. You acknowledged him. Exactly. Yeah. All right, this Arizona State Senator, uh, Catherine Miranda, she's got to work with the other side, and they've got to fix it's not it's not that they have to fix it. They've got to make it better and they've got to stop the spread of of the tents. So so that's one part of it. All right. We're almost out of time. Um, TikTok. You watch this very, very closely. What's happening yeah. with the U.S. and China. And could it be banned in the United States? And Chad, if it is, you, kids are going to lose their ever loving My mind. kids will lose their mind. They love TikTok. I think most kids do. Oh, by the way, 150 million people have the app downloaded. Yeah. It's funny, as we're saying this, Jamal Brown is a Democrat uh, uh, who has been saying that it's racist and it's it's all against China. Yeah, you know what? It is against China. And the quicker everybody wakes up and goes, China is in it to win it for themselves. By the way, all those people, a vast majority of the people that we saw homeless, what do you think they're on? Fentanyl. And where does fentanyl come from? China. There you go. Yeah. Right? So it, whether it's a drug that's fentanyl or TikTok, or there's the some spying. serious issues. Right. But the, or the spying balloon. The, or the, the balloon, balloon, right? For God's sakes. Yeah. They're, they're in it to win it. And or COVID. I, I could keep going, man. Uh, well, all far? day. All day. We could. And I. Russia. Russia, in Russia in, in Ukraine. You want me to keep going? Let's do it. I mean, all day. I mean, you know, it, it, I'm frustrated because we should have got rid of TikTok a long time ago. And remember, the the horrible guy before this guy, this president, suggested it. And everybody's like, that's racist. Now everybody's like, maybe we should get rid of it. Why? Because we already know they've been caught on a few occasions taking people's data. Of course. Because if you are a Chinese company, you are a minority partner because the CCP is the majority partner. All right, Al McCoy, he's announced his retirement. Text Al to 620-620, submit a video thanking him. We may even play it on the air. Coming up, Becky Lynn. 
15 minutes of Becky Lynn is fantastic. And it's next. We can give her a whole hour if she wants. I got stuff <laughs> to do. <laughs>